I'm Sue Lin Wong, host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world, but he remains a mystery. His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live. Let the stream breathe just for a second here. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up! Podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime. You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, we kind of have to contend with the fact that tonight is supposed to be the Mile High Mailbag, but it's also the unveiling of the Broncos' 2020 regular season. So we're going to have to try and balance both, but, man, the the – I can't remember who it was that was saying this to us, one of our awesome listeners, but turns out strength of schedule for this team. We'll go through it tonight, but it is 12th. Yeah, it's a big break from last year when it was second. So uh, the schedule makers are working in the Broncos' advantage, not literally, but figuratively. Uh, We'll get into it, but I like the way the Broncos' bye week is situated. I like the way their games are spaced apart. Not a lot of um, early afternoon 1 o'clock games. I just think it's a very fortuitous docket for Denver, and if they can capitalize, Chad, you're looking at probably – a 10 or 11 win season. I had even more optimism about that after seeing the schedule. Me too, man. It's, it's unfortunately you think to yourself, well, Tom Brady finally leaves the new England Patriots. The Broncos no longer have to worry. Oh, Tampa Bay, that gummit. We already knew Tampa Bay of course was going to be on the schedule this year, but we just didn't quite know where it was going to fall. And we're going to get into that. But first guys, let's just get the business really quickly out of the way. Make sure you guys are following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. As you know, that is the best way to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. And it's also how you stay abreast of our giveaways and the polls that we do and all the different things that we like to utilize our social media, at HuddleUpPod. And while you're at it, make sure you're also following the main account, at Mile High Huddle for breaking Broncos news and analysis as it's coming out in real time. And if you're in a position, guys, check out huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. Get yourself a, a football priest hat. Get yourself one of these 
Uh, let me see. Get yourself one of these. I'm not going to put it on. It's too hot right now. One of these face masks. Oh, there we go. All right. Hoodies, T-shirts, men, women's mugs. There's all kinds of stuff there. If you're in a position, check that out. It's a simple way to support what we are doing here at Mile High Huddle and the Huddle Up podcast. And if those things aren't in the cards, it's all good. A simple, easy way you can support what we're doing organically is wherever you're watching this show right now, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, just make sure you like this video before you bounce on out, whether you watch it for 15 minutes and then circle back or watch the entire episode. Make sure you like this video. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. All right, Zach, I am going to do one of these share screens here so that we kind of have a visual to go by. Where is it? There we go. Let me see how this looks on our screen. All right, it's better than nothing. Let's go through this. So, I mean, the preseason schedule is what it is. The the dates of the first three games are to be determined. And, in fact, a couple of games later on in the season, as you guys will see, are to be determined in terms of the exact date. We'll get to that here in just one second. Really quick, before we <clears> – I hate it when the, the chat stream passes people up, Zach, so let's just really quick welcome in everybody that has been hanging out in the chat stream. Flippant Booch, Bronco Batman, Buana. What's going on, my friend? What's up, guys? FC Bayern. Bronx legend in the hizzy. Who's pumped um, about the schedule? Let us know. Indeed. We want your thoughts and we're going to get your thoughts. As we're going through the schedule, we're going to be going back and forth from the chat stream, see what's on the mind of our superstars. Bronx legend, for example, jumping in early with a $5 super. Really appreciate that, my friend. He says, so hyped over this schedule. I'm looking at nine and seven or 10 and six. What do you guys think? Yeah, we've been, we've been telling you that even though Vegas has the over under set at seven and a half wins for the Denver Broncos. I've I'm, I'm more centered on nine wins, Zach. And if they end up overshooting that, it won't surprise me, but I don't think they're, they're losing more than seven games this year. I don't see it. If they went seven to nine last year and the team and the coaching staff are both well improved nine and seven to me is almost a disappointment, Chad. I, I would be plenty happy with that considering we haven't seen a winning record in years now, but I'm looking at double-digit wins. I'm looking at 10-6. and six. I'm looking at the wild card. And you know what? If Drew Locke takes that next step, I'm looking at the division. I have truly high hopes for Denver this year. And after seeing the schedule, I know that it has to be played on the field. I know it has to be put into practice, not just theoretical. But I'm really, really optimistic the Broncos can hit that 10-win mark. And who knows what happens from there, Chad. All right, let's let's grab Drew real quick, and then I'm also going to open up YouTube because I can already tell that it might have skipped over a couple people. 
uh, some of our superstars. Drew jumps in, a bona fide Super Chat superstar with a $10 super. Thanks, Drew. You know we love you, bro. And that profile pic is popping. You know this. Monday night, week one, this is exciting. I'm calling 11 and 5. Very interesting. Let's let's begin the breakdown here, Zach. It was leaked, uh, I don't know, two, two and a half hours beforehand that the Denver Broncos are going to open on Monday night, as Drew mentioned there, the second of the doubleheaders on Monday night football, and it's going to be against the Tennessee Titans. Now, of course, Zach, last year the Denver Broncos defeated Tennessee in week six. However, that was a vastly different team. The Broncos mostly vanquished the Marcus Mariota-led Tennessee Titans, even though that was the game in which they made the fateful decision to insert Ryan Tannehill and the rest was history. They went all the way to the AFC Championship game. It's a very different team now than what the Broncos face, but the same can be said on the other side. That was a Joe Flacco-led Denver Broncos offense, and the unit that's going to take the field in the season opener couldn't be farther from that. It's ironic because we've also positioned the Broncos to be maybe the 2020 Titans where they get hot at the right time. They come out of nowhere. They go on a deep run to the AFC championship game. It could happen in the year of Drew Locke. I will say, though, this is the third time in four years covering the Broncos. They have the second Monday night game to open up at 10-20 Eastern, 10-10 Eastern. It's just uh, it's not ideal for those who cover it, but that's a really fun matchup, a non-divisional matchup against a really good team. Out of the gates, if the Broncos can lay down against the Titans, lay down a victory against the Titans, they would establish themselves right away as a contender throughout the rest of the season. Let us, let me real quick, I want to grab one of our superstars here. Bear with me one second. I'm sorry that I can't flex your actual super chat card, Dave, but you know we love you and we appreciate you. Who jumped in early before the stream even went live. Bonafide superstar, $25 super. Very good. Thank you, David. That's awesome. He says, looking forward to seeing Tom Brady in Denver versus the Bucks. We'll get to that here in just a second. Hopefully, this is my first game at Mile High. That'll be cool, man. That'll be cool. Hopefully, we'll make that come true this year. That would be really cool. Um, I'm thinking, you know, we didn't really plan much other than just reacting to the schedule here tonight, Zach, but I'm going to open up a document really quick. And I am going to – let's just kind of predict this thing as we go through it. We'll, we'll predict, is this a win? Is this a loss? Mm. We'll keep a tally here <laughs> as we're going through. We'll see, we'll see exactly how it looks here. Um, it was a nefarious exercise in May. It is. It is. And that's – I'm glad you mentioned that. Guys, this is way too early. We, got, we haven't even seen them in OTAs yet, right? We haven't <laughs> – no cleats have hit the grass yet. So it's uh, very much all – 10,000 feet analysis at this stage, but it's still fun. That's why we're doing this. The speculation, the analysis, what could be, what could happen, projecting. That's half the fun. And then, of course, when the season gets here, enjoying the games themselves. Week one against the Tennessee Titans at home in Denver, second of uh, the Monday night football games. Zach, is this a win? Now, this again, this was a team that went deep into the playoffs with Ryan Tannehill all the way to the AFC title game. How do you see this one uh, unfolding? The Jarrell Casey rivalry game. This should be an exciting matchup off the gates. Um, I see the Broncos, and again, it's way too soon to throw out any any predictions or projections. I see the Broncos being home, all the hype, all the Drew Locke hoopla. I see the Broncos emerging with like a 19-16, 16-13 win. They shut down the running game in Derrick Henry. I'm not scared of Ryan Tannehill. The Broncos defense should take care of him, and I feel like the Broncos offense, it might be a little rusty, might take some time to get going, but they should do enough to score on the Tennessee defense. 
and the mile high advantage of the fans in full throat. Hopefully there are fans at the stadium. I just see the Broncos emerging victorious with an eager of a win in week one. I agree. I think this is going to be one of those tightly fought games. It might be winning ugly in this game, similar to the 2017 opener in which the Broncos came just this close to losing. If it's not for a blocked field goal by Shelby Harris against the Chargers, that type of game where it takes not necessarily, you know, a fluke at the end, but it really hard fought similar to the Raiders game that ended last season that just, you know, the, the plays that were that needed to be made in the right moments get made by the Broncos and they end up coming out on top. Now, we'll, of course, do this again as far as going through the season and making official predictions. This is very loose predictions, guys, so don't, don't uh, get too caught up on this. We're, we're going to reserve the right to do this again probably at the end of July, or excuse me, August, somewhere in August, right before the regular season debuts. All right, let's move on to the second game on the schedule, Zach. Mm. Broncos go on the road for the first time, and they are going to take on <clears throat> the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field. You assume that Big Ben is going to be back in the saddle. Yeah. This is just simply a different team, of course, and no surprise when it has its quarterback. Without Big Ben, it's a you-know-what show. When Big Ben's under center, takes on a completely different complexion. Your thoughts on this one? You know, I want to say the Broncos will beat the Steelers, but Big Ben's return. They have Juju, who's fighting for a new contract. Mike Tomlin's a really good coach. I think they went 8-8 eight eight last year with the with the – the carousel of the quarterbacks. It's an early afternoon game at Pittsburgh, tough place to play. If the Broncos offense stalls in week one or takes a, a long time to get going, I have the Broncos dropping this game, Sean. I think it's going to be hard fought. It's going to be come down to the fourth quarter. I just don't see the Broncos emerging from Pittsburgh right out of the gates with a victory. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to follow suit on this. Although this is one of those games on the schedule that I could see flipping Right. Just want I want a little more information on both clubs before being completely held down on a uh, win loss prediction. Uh, and really quick here, guys, before we get too much farther, we don't want the chat stream to completely jump us. So bear with me one second while I grab this awesome super chat superstar Evan McKinley jumping in five dollar super. Appreciate Thank you, brother. You, Probably going to be home against the Chiefs. With the family, this will be the first time at the Mile High. Would be cool to see y'all at the game. Hey, man, like we mentioned yesterday, we are still in the planning stages, but we're going to have some exciting, fun news for 2020 coming up. We're going to try and and make up for the fact that our Vegas plans got canceled. Mike also jumping in with the $10 Super. And by the Thank way, you, Mike, Mike, again, I uh, I thought we had connected on Twitter, but upon uh, reflection, I, I didn't see you there. So if you're on Twitter, make sure you reach out and let me know. Really appreciate your support, my friend. He says, appreciate you. 2020 Broncos will be a 10-win club. Zach, your thoughts? 10-winning club, yeah. that's. It's not even my hope at this point. I might be a little homeristic right now. I might be a little naive or a little too optimistic, but I believe nine wins would be a failure. Ten wins shouldn't be the goal or the hope. It should be the expectation. All things go according to plan. If Locke just develops the way the Broncos expect him to, with the coaching, the new personnel, the defensive scheme in place, 10 wins, and this schedule is easily doable. Very cool, Tony. He says going to the Chargers game at the new stadium. That'll be fun. Uh, Stu jumping in from MHH Mount Rushmore. Just consistent as the day is long. You know we appreciate you and love you, Stu. Uh, He says can't wait for football. I know this just makes you – 
wish that it was right around the corner. We're going to have to eat our hearts out and uh, hurry up and wait a little while longer. But guys, it'll be here before you know it. Yeah. And you know what? The NFL, I got to give them credit, Chad. They're staying on schedule with free agency, with the draft, with the schedule release. They're the only sport that's kind of holding their ground against some of the other panic going on around the world. Speaking of which, we got Lucas here jumping in with the $2 super saying, Thank you, Lucas. all love to all my essential workers, hashtag NYC, hashtag Denver Broncos for life. We echo that. It's not an easy it's not an easy life, especially those who have been on the front lines on the medical side over these last two months. And so we salute those very dedicated and valiant medical workers, emergency workers, police, uh, fire, EMTs, emergency room doctors, nurses, the whole shebang and essential workers. It doesn't just stop there. Just like I think it's King Hicks, one of our super chat superstars who is helping to keep the supply chain moving, which is so important during times like this when yeah. things get uncertain. So, Lucas, really appreciate that, my friend. Uh, Jay Step jumping in, $5 super. Thank rocking the, the state of being hoodie like a boss. Appreciate you, my friend. Hey, guys, sorry, been busy with school. Hey, man, you got to get those grades, man. Get keep, keep those grades up. Showing some love. What do you think is a must-watch game early to watch? Hashtag state of being. I think it's the next one here, Jay Step, mm-hmm. and thank you again. Let's get to the next one, which is home against the Tampa Bay mm. Buccaneers. So you got Tom Brady rolling in, you got Gronk coming in, you've got that formidable wide receiver duo that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. This is one of those teams that could, similarly to how the Broncos, I mean, I guess the Broncos were a playoff team in 2011 with Tebow, but similarly to how the Broncos became a a bona fide powerhouse in the conference the very next year by virtue of Peyton Manning's presence, I could see the very same happening for Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. How do you see this one unfolding? This could go either way. The Bucs can either be really, really good or really bad, at least initially with Tom Brady. It might take a while for him to get going with his 43-year-old self and all the new moving parts with Gronk. And that defense, Chad, doesn't scare me in the least. It's all offense at Tampa Bay. Yeah, they have two great receivers. They have Tom Brady. They have Gronk. But what's on defense? Not much there. Judging the Broncos' traditional and historical record against Tom Brady, I'm giving Denver the edge here. It's in Denver. Uh, It's a late afternoon game right in their wheelhouse. I do believe the Broncos will emerge victorious and then really put themselves back on the map by taking down the mighty, quote-unquote, Tom Brady. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. It is Tom Brady. It is Gronk. That's going to be an interesting offense and a marriage to see how Brady and Bruce Arians kind of tie together. But this is, let's not forget, this isn't the expert X and O's of the X's and O's of Darth Hoodie himself. This is not the Bill Belichick uh New England Patriots, the defense especially is what, as Zach mentioned, is what I'm focusing on here. I think this is one of those games that could end up being a shootout. Vic Fangio will have his work cut out for him. But if this offense, Zach, is as for real as we think it's going to be, by the time you get to week three, you should begin to, as an offense, Drew Locke and everybody, begin working out those kinks and really start to hit second, third, fourth gear and put up some points, put up some yards, and some big plays. So I see this one. I'm going to go ahead early. I'm with you. I think this is a close win, but it's a fireworks. It's a it's an offensive uh, firework type of game. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It can go either way, but maybe like a 35-30 final score. After a loss in Pittsburgh, the Broncos will be motivated, I think, to win, and they'll use that to propel them forward. All right. We got Chris jumping in with the $10 Super. Thank you, Thank Chris. You, Chris. And if you're on Twitter, be sure to reach out and let us know so we can connect and shout you out. All the way from Luke Air Force Base in Arizona. Wow. Awesome, man. We That's appreciate awesome. your service. Seriously, we mean that. Missed a couple of shows, but I gave that thumbs up. Hey, man, that organic love, that means just as much to us. What do you think Adam Rank's rankings will be? <laughs> good question. Uh, good question, Zach. Maybe we'll find out for if, if you stay subscribed to That's Good Sports. I'm sure Brandon will have something cooking with, with Adam Rank once again. Yeah, maybe he'll bump the Broncos to 3-13 and 13 this year. Maybe he'll give them a little extra advantage. But I don't care what anybody thinks. I know, and then Chad knows, and we all know the Broncos way more than the Adam Ranks of the world. And this schedule is really conducive to a 10-win season, potentially. George jumping in with a $10 Super, one of our MHH Mount Rushmore members. Appreciate sure. you, George. Thank you, George. He says, what a bummer seeing the Jets in week four. That's a great segue. I doubt there will be fans allowed that early in New Jersey. That brings up a fair point. Week four, the Broncos go on the road, and it's their second of three primetime games. This one, of course, is going to be on a short week, a uh, Thursday night game at MetLife Stadium. We don't yet know how it's going to unfold exactly, as, as George intimates there with regards to fans in the stands. All we can do at this stage is cross our fingers and hope for the best. But I think the NFL, based on what they're hearing from respective government heads. You no know, fans, I'm marking this down as a defensive dominating Broncos victory, something like 20 to seven in New York. Man, they need a bounce back game after being humiliated by the rookie Sam Darnold. The last time these two teams met. Right. I mean, that was, 
brutal in 2018. Uh, Jake jumping in, one of our superstars with a $5 super. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake. All the tough teams are in the first five weeks. This schedule works really well if we start off fast. I see a wild card for sure, 10 and 6. You got to love the optimism, my friend. That's uh, this. I mean, yeah. So through four games, you've got Tennessee playoff team from last year. We, we picked that as a tight win. Pittsburgh on the road week two. We, we're taking that one as an L, but we'll see how both teams are looking come summertime. Tampa Bay at home in week three. They were not a playoff team, but I think we should kind of view them in that caliber because of the Brady Gronk thing. Uh, and then the Jets to round out the first quarter of this season on the road, that's followed, Zach, by week five. So two East Coast road games back-to-back. That's kind of tough. At New England in week five, you're going to see this Broncos team square off against a Belichick Patriot squad for the first time since, what was that year, 2008, that you saw these Patriots play a regular season game without Tom Brady. So it'll be interesting to see. What, what are your thoughts on week five and how that can unfold against the Patriots? This is one of those games where I really can't predict now because I want to see how Jared Stidham, if he's the, if he's the Patriots starting quarterback, I want to see how he does in New England before I render a prediction. Belichick's always going to have a well-coached team. He's always going to look for that little advantage, and being New England is going to be a tough game, especially a 1 o'clock game for the Broncos. But I'm not scared of a Brady-less Patriots team. I'm not totally scared of the Patriots defense on its face. I, I, it's a coin flip, Chad. I'm not totally sure about this one. I, I'm willing to say the Broncos win, but this can easily be a, a, a resounding loss as well if Belichick gets his way against them. You know, the, these predictions that we're rendering right now are totally off the cuff. There's no research that we're doing on these teams yet. There's no real analysis going in ahead of time to inform these. These are right off the cuff kind of gut predictions, if you will. So I'm with you on this where we really need to see – how this Patriot squad takes shape. Is it going to be Stidham? I think it will be, to be honest with you. We'll see. But if it does end up being Stidham, you know that defense is going to be tenacious. They might not have all the talent in the world, but from an execution and an X's and O's perspective, Bill Belichick always comes correct. So it's going to be a tough matchup for this team. And Foxborough is just not easy, no matter what point in the season you have to play there. So I'm with you. I, I could see this end up, ending up being a win for the Denver Broncos, but it's just kind of too early to really say for sure. Let me grab Bronco real quick. Bronco Batman jumping in $4 super. Thank you, my friend. He says September 14th. That's the season opener. Can't come fast enough. Go Broncos and woo pig. Woo pig. Woo woo pig. I don't know what that means, but amen, bro. 14th can't come fast enough. Thank you, Bronco Batman. And if you're on Twitter, make sure you reach out. Let's connect. The queen of MHH jumping in, Christy, flexing, really generous super chat. Thank you, Christy. Amazing. Thank you, Christy. You know, we appreciate you. And I am smiling right now. I don't know if you can see in the bottom, but <laughs> I am smiling. Here, here you go, real quick. There you go. See? Real smile. All right. Uh, she says, <laughs> we go 10, beat the damn Chiefs and Raiders. Smile, Zach. Appreciate you, Christy. Um, Thank you. All right. Let's see if we can grab this one here from Evan. We'll keep mowing through. Evan jumping in again. Appreciate you. He says, we beat Pittsburgh. Ben is back from the elbow injury. So he's picking a a Broncos win there in week two. And honestly, at this stage, some of these games, you know, that's one of those games, as I mentioned in the conversation, that, Zach, I could see going either way. Right now we're we're picking it as a loss. But, again, this is completely off the cuff. Not a lot of in-depth analysis going into this for this particular episode. 
I happen to think Ben's a pretty good quarterback, Chad, and they're a really well-coached Pittsburgh team there. They have a good defense with Fitzpatrick. They had a nice draft. Uh, it, it could it could be a Broncos win, but they're not going to go 16-0. So I'm trying to be as objective and, and realistic as possible. I just don't see week two at Pittsburgh early afternoon, Big Ben and, and that whole team. I just see it as a, as a Broncos loss, but we'll see. Charlie wants to know, how many people are the Broncos going to allow in the stadium? All of those finer details are yet to be determined. We don't know yet. That's the truth. I mean, every state is unfolding from a from a social distancing perspective in their own at their own speed and at their own rate. We just don't know yet. But take some encouragement, Charlie, from the fact that here we are in May, early May. Things are really starting to. I mean, this thing is starting to go off a cliff in terms of the word that shall go unnamed. <laughs> There could be a spike. We'll see what happens. But I think by the time you get to September, we're going to have a lot more clarity on that issue. So for now, I really wouldn't worry about it. The worst case scenario is this: these games get played uh, without fans in the stands, and we're still going to be able to enjoy those games and watch them if that is indeed how it shakes out. But I'm still – I mean, I'd give it much better than 50-50 odds that there will be. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Terry – Jumping in from Canada, proving that, as always, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being, baby. He says, go Broncos. Drew Locke will shine. Hashtag state of being. Amen to that, my friend. It's good to see you. Welcome in, Terry. Michaela, I hope I pronounced it correctly this time. (laughs) Jumping in, becoming a bona fide superstar. Appreciate you so much. She says, uh, are you ready for some football? Thank you for letting me know about my Twitter account. I fixed it. Cool. That makes it so that you can see all the tags and all of your notifications and all that cool stuff. So glad that you were able to do that. And by the way, when you guys see one of these Facebook user is the name, that's a listener coming to you from the chat stream in the MHH super fan Facebook group. Now don't ask me why Zach, I don't know why this exi- why it works out this way on Facebook, but from the from the MHH Facebook page itself, it'll render your real name in this ch- in the chat stream. But for your real name to be rendered in the if you're watching from the group itself, you have to give some kind of a permission to Facebook. I don't yeah. fully understand that, um, but I'll have to look into it. And this person says, in all fairness, I'm thinking an eight to eleven win season somewhere in there. We'll see. We'll see, Zach. I can't see it wins unless there's an injury or there's just a, a huge step or, or, or two steps back. I just can't see the Broncos finishing with one more win than they finished last year when Locke won four games out of five. I see at the minimum, if all things go according to plan, I, at the minimum, nine and seven. Mentioned him earlier in the show. Bonafide Super Chat Superstar King Hicks jumping in with a $5 super. Thank you, my friend. He says, got to show my MHH family some love. Appreciate everything you guys do. Chad and Zach rule. Thank you, King. Thank you. you rule, my brother. Hashtag Broncos world. Hashtag smash that like button. Hashtag California love. Appreciate you, my friend. Uh, let's uh, real quick jump back to the schedule. So New England week five, week six, the Broncos are home for a two, uh, two game homestand. The first of which week six against Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins on October 18th. How do you see this one shaking out, Zach? Uh, I'm not necessary. I'm not scared of Tua. I mean, he's going to be a good quarterback, but he's going to need probably a year or so to get up to speed and conditioning at the next level and coming off that hip injury. 
the Miami, they're going to be a better team than they were last year. Brian Flores is a pretty good coach, but being in Denver, I just see this as a Broncos win. And I would wager to say a pretty easy, quote-unquote, Broncos victory, something like 30-14. I do see this being a W for Denver. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Yep, I'm really excited to see Tua in action. I think this is going to be, this game will probably end up being a lot tougher than it appears to be on paper with Miami being the the train wreck that they were last year. I'm inclined to agree with you, though, that the coach is the right guy. It's just a matter of getting, you know, basically uh, resurrecting the personnel and getting the right pieces in place. But I think this is one of those games where it might be competitive early, but I think the Broncos come out on top. We both see that as a win. Now, the next one, week seven, the first of Den- – it's actually Denver's first divisional game at home against the Kansas City Chiefs, regular 225 local time kick. How do you see this one unfolding, Zach? I see the Broncos sw- – uh, not sweeping. I see the Broncos splitting with the Chiefs this season. I think this is going to be a loss. Um, the Broncos being a young team, they're on a winning streak. This one's at home, just FYI. I know. I, I just feel like uh, it's just a loose prediction right now. They're going to split with them either way, and I feel like they're going to win at Kansas City coming off a winning streak. I just feel like they're going to feel themselves, and being a young team, this is going to be a loss, but it can easily be flip-flop. They can beat Kansas City at home and, and split with them in uh, at Kansas City, but we'll see. I agree that I'm really bullish on the idea that the Broncos aren't necessarily going to sweep the Chiefs, but they, they can finally split with the Chiefs. However, the rational – analyst in me is telling me if they're going to split, it's got to be the home game in Denver if, if they're going to split because Arrowhead is just so tough to play. And the Arrowhead game, as you guys will see, is much later on in this season. So 
I'm going to go ahead. This is a bold prediction. And again, we'll, we'll revisit the, the prediction, predicting the schedule again in August, but I'm going to predict this one as a win. And then Zach, what happens here is we get into week eight and the Denver Broncos love it. it they, uh, they get their buy. So that's a pre- what, what are your thoughts on week eight buy? I love it. Right smack dab in the middle of the year, not too soon, not too late. And it, and it precedes an early afternoon road game, which I love. An early afternoon East Coast road game at Atlanta. I love this bye week chat. It couldn't have been better for the Broncos right in the middle of the year. I agree. It's, it's about as close to the middle as you can get. It's better than those weird late seasons. Um, by the time you get to the bye week, for example, <clears throat> like last year, I mean, a lot of the chips have already fallen. And uh, right smack dab in the middle of the season, again, about as close to the middle as you can get. I think that's fortuitous. Steven jumping in on Periscope. Appreciate you, Steven, saying, love the show, guys. We need a statement win early. We're going to sneak up on a lot of teams. You know, I hope that's true. Last year was the opposite of that in terms of it was Murphy's Law the first four weeks, man. If it could go wrong for this team, it went wrong. Opening up 0-4, it got pretty dark for a minute there until finally the Broncos went on the road to face the the Chargers and got their first win. But uh, we'll see how that shakes out. King Hicks jumping back in. Appreciate you, bro. He says, it's my pleasure to keep the supply chain rolling during these times. Brings me great joy to know I'm helping keeping the world a little safer. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's totally true too, Zach, because, you know, it's one thing when people lose their jobs is as tragic and terrifying as that is for that person and that family. When it happens, you can get by with a little savings. You can get by if you have to live on credit cards for a minute before you find another job or before maybe an unemployment check comes in or whatever it might be. But if the supply chain is interrupted, that's when you really get to the, you know, Sheriff Grimes and the walking dead type <laughs> apocalyptic scenario. So thank God and God bless everyone that is working on that supply chain, which, you know, if you're a delivery driver, uh, UPS, Amazon, FedEx, freight trucks, whatever, you're at the point of attack and, and you're, you're not only putting in the work that helps everybody else in the trickle effect is enormous, but you are putting yourself at possible risk during those dark times, especially early on when not much was known about the word that shall go unnamed. So we tip our caps to you, King Hicks, and all of your brethren in that that realm of things. Very well said, Chad. I want to even throw out there grocery store workers. I went to pick up uh, you know, uh, food earlier today, and after every single self-checkout purchase, they're wiping down the lanes or they're sanitizing the, the checkout. They're sanitizing where your card goes in. So anyone who's working on the front lines, we all appreciate it. We all are humbled by your bravery and your courage, and we definitely uh, recognize it. Duke is going way back with a bold prediction. Who owns the single-game touchdown passing record? Two guys share the record, Peyton Manning and Nick Foles with seven. What Duke's saying here is true bold prediction. Locke throws eight touchdowns in one game, breaking the record, probably against the Jets, Zach, which would be on the road. That would be pretty crazy. I'd love to see that. I do remember that game uh, week one, the season opener of 2013 against the Baltimore Ravens, who were the defending world champions and had defeated the Broncos in the divisional round. Just a few months prior, Peyton Manning had a little something saved up for him for or for that squad. So that was uh, one of the funnest games to watch as a, as as whether you were media or fans. I mean, the Broncos came out big time in that game. Let me jump down here, guys. Uh, 
Zach, you want to jump to week nine and I'm just going to get the, the chat stream yeah. organized. So coming out of the bye, the Broncos have, and like I said, an early afternoon East Coast road game at Atlanta. Uh, this is, I think the Falcons are going to be a much improved team from last year. They were kind of written off. They were jokes, but Matt Ryan's still there. Uh, they have a solid nucleus on offense. They have a couple sneaky good defenders. This can go either way for Denver coming out of a bye week. You know, usually you think back to the Vance Joseph years. You think back to that Giants game coming out of a bye week on Sunday Night Football at home, and they got destroyed. I don't think it's going to be the same with Vic Fangio. I think with a winning record, with the momentum he feels, uh, even after if they lose to Kansas City coming out of the bye, a refreshed team, a focused team for the second half of the year, I do think the Broncos ultimately right now will squeak by Atlanta Chet. This is just – I know it's a road game and it's East Coast, but the Falcons just aren't a team that really scares me quite yet. And – you know, teams can change. This is the NFL. Parity does reign supreme. They Teams can go from worst to first, but they've been a pretty sorry club these last couple of years. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with this being one of Denver's road wins on the schedule this year. And, uh, in fact, before I lose track, let me – week eight by week nine. You're predicting a what, – what did you predict? I'm sorry, Zach. A win. Me too. That's what I'm doing here. All right, week 10, Broncos on the road again, this time going to Vegas for the first time to square off against the Raiders Sunday, November 15th. How do you see this one unfolding, brother? I'm sorry, guys. I think the Broncos are going to split with the Raiders. The Raiders are going to be better than most of you believe with John Gruden and some of the draft picks they made and Henry Ruggs doing damage on offense with Derek Carr. And by that time in the season, the offense will be at full go. I think Ruggs is going to need some assimilation time, but by week week 10, they should be very you know hitting on all cylinders. They're going to split at Las Vegas, raucous environment. I just think the Broncos are going to drop a very, very bitter game. <sighs> This is tough for me. But again, just it, it just being a gut prediction, not a lot of analysis, not a lot of adding things up and really trying to analyze it. I'm going to go with the loss as well. It's easy to hate on the Raiders. It's easy to, you know, kind of have a skepticism, a healthy skepticism. But the Broncos split with them last year, and I get that it was two different teams that, that faced John Gruden and company. One was the Joe Flacco-led squad to open – the second was Drew Locke to close, but even the Drew Locke-led squad, of course, minus the improvements the Broncos have made this year, but the Raiders have also made improvements. It was a hard-fought win. Drew Locke won ugly, basically, is how it shook out. And Shelby Harris, once again, coming up with that clutch gene uh, late in the game. So I'm going to go ahead and t- – since this one is in Vegas as well, I'll, I'll pick this as a loss. And then we uh, – well, let's grab this superstar, Black Knight 232 a big-time member of our community, not just here on YouTube, uh, but also at milehighhuddle.com, also on Twitter. We, uh, You mean a lot to us, my friend, and your analysis, and you're, you're one of those crazy people like us about football that can just deep dive and go into all kinds of different corners when it comes to the Broncos and the draft and football. So we appreciate you, man. And that's a very generous super. He says, just figure I'd say hello. Uh, RL has been keeping me busy. RL. Real life. Real life. Thank you. Between traveling for work and casting game tournaments on Twitch. Huh. I didn't know you did that. That's cool, man. You'll have to tell me some of the secrets on Twitch because we stream on Twitch on every one of these podcasts, but I look at the numbers after and it's pretty much nothing. So 
but I haven't put any time into Twitch. I don't even know how it works. So I'm not a gamer, Zach. Do you even play video games, Zach? I used to. I used to be an avid Madden player, Halo, GTA, NBA 2K, but I haven't touched one in a couple of years. Black Knight says, wish the Chiefs game, uh, wish the Chiefs away games was in the fall, then I would go. Not worth freezing. See you guys later. Thanks for uh, – Thank you, Black Knight. Really appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Um, Paby jumping in with a very generous super. Really appreciate you. Thank you. You've been so consistent these last couple of weeks. It just means everything to us. She says – more excited that the schedule is out. I like the schedule. Can't wait. Thank you, Chad and Zach, for all you do. Very enjoyable pod. Uh, thank you. That means the world to us. And it's been great having you in these chat streams and as a part of the community. And uh, welcome. Bronco Batman jumping back in. $2 Super Saiyan. Woo pig suit. Oh, okay. That's what I thought it was, yeah. Right, right. Arkansas chant. Sorry about that. Now I got you. I got you. All right, let's see what's next. After Vegas, the Broncos come back home for back-to-back home games, the first of which is against the Los Angeles Chargers. And, of course, this is one of those teams similar to the Patriots where a crucial component has changed, namely the quarterback. Gone is Phillip Rivers. Justin Herbert, who, who's the other one? Uh, who's the veteran they brought in? Um, Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor is going to be the – you know, the, the stop gap that probably opens the season, but by week 11, Zach, I think it's a pretty safe bet to assume this is going to be Justin Herbert versus Drew Locke. How do you see this one shaking out at empower field? Get your brooms ready. Broncos country. The Broncos are sweeping LA this season. That's my not so bold prediction. I think it's a rebuilding year in Los Angeles. I'm a big Anthony Lynn fan. I'm not a big Herbert fan, but they have a lot of defensive talent. I just think they're going to begin for a long season in Los Angeles and the Broncos will capitalize by sweeping the Chargers in 2020. I agree. This is going to be, it's not going to necessarily be a huge blowout win because that defense is still so talented and they have yeah. basically every Pro Bowl defensive back in the NFL is, is on that roster. So, but still, I, I'm taking this as a gut prediction just off the cuff. I'm taking this as a win. This next home game, though, Zach, against the New Orleans Saints. I see this one unfolding as a loss, depending on whether or not Drew Brees finally loses to father time. I mean, it's going to happen. The cliff's coming. It's just a matter of when. But just knowing what we know about New Orleans, I think this ends up being a hard-fought game where the Broncos, you know, it's kind of a litmus test where they get to measure themselves against a truly, truly quality opponent, but come up just short. They're just not quite there yet. Thank God it's in Denver, though. If this was in New Orleans, it'd be even a more so loss. But, yeah, I'm with you. It's going to be a barometer game for Drew Locke and the Broncos offense. If he's ahead of his development, they could beat New Orleans. They could topple Drew Brees and the Saints. But all things being equal, the Saints are on a a title-contending path with Drew Brees probably or maybe in his last season. I think it's going to be a loss, but it's going to be a very hard-fought game, and the Broncos will be you know, appreciative of their effort they gave against New Orleans. Bronx legend jumping back in, <clears throat> excuse me, with $5 super. Appreciate you, bro. I forgot to add, I see Zach shredding dudes on Twitter when they get out of line. <laughs> Love it, bro. LOL. Defending the Broncos at all costs. Much props. Yeah, dude. If you step to Zach Kelberman, you you got to bring your A game. You got to come correct. What is What, what do they say in, uh, on the wire if you – 
Come at the king, you best not miss. Best right? not miss. That's right. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna you know gas myself up right now calling me <laughs> the king, but you know I, I like to go back and forth and I, I stand my ground in my opinions. Uh, not everyone agrees with me. That might be controversial or quote unquote pessimistic, but I stand my ground and I'm true to what I believe in. And and those who agree, it's great. Christy says, can't wait to see how the season goes. As long as I can watch football, I'm good. That's what yes. we're saying. Worst case scenario. Yes. We're going to at least be able to watch football. Is it going to be in person, in the stands? Only time will tell. But she says, you guys need to do a live stream during a game this season. Yep, Christy is not the first uh, member of our community to ask about that. We'll see. We're not saying no. But if we did do a live stream during the game, as you guys learned on draft night of the first round, it's, we're not going to be able to stream the game itself, but we could still stream ourselves watching the game, talking about it in real time. Maybe. We'll see how it shakes out. Uh, Ginger Ninja wants to say, can we please talk about how Chris Harris is in trouble playing Denver? <laughs> he can get manhandled by Cortland Sutton, get his ankles broken by Jerry Judy, and get burnt like toast from KJ Hamler. <laughs> Hashtag MHH gang. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he holds up against his former team, Zach. I can't wait to see him blaming Derwin James the first time. Cortland Sutton roasts him down the field, or Jerry Judy works him over the middle. It's going to be a long season for the Chargers, and I guarantee you, privately or publicly, Chris Harris will regret signing with L.A. All right, let's move on to uh, Week 13. Broncos going on the road in December to take on the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. This is the, the, the third and final nationally televised game, primetime game for the Broncos, I should say, at uh, at 6.20, of course, local time. How do you see this one unfolding for the Denver Broncos? Well, I said they're going to split with the Chiefs, and this is why I said that coming off a hard-fought loss against the Saints at Kansas City against the reigning champs at on primetime, national audience, all eyes on Denver, they are going to take it to Mahomes. They're going to hold him to 16, 17 points. The Broncos are going to put up 25, 26 points. A resounding statement win late season when the Broncos start getting hot, go on their playoff run, it will start at Kansas City. Win. Man, I picked the Broncos as a bold prediction, my boldest prediction on this schedule so far to beat the the uh, Chiefs at home in Denver. This is the one I see them dropping to the Chiefs. So this is one of only a couple games so far. Zach and I have differed. The next game, though, the Broncos on the road again, this time, though, traveling across the fruited plain all the way back to the East Coast to take on the Carolina Panthers. Will it be Teddy Bridgewater? Probably. But how frightened are you of a Teddy Bridgewater-led Carolina Panthers squad without – on the other side of the ball, Luke Keekley. I'm not scared at all with a first-year coach in Matt Rule, who's going to be a good coach in the NFL, but it's going to take at least a couple years for him to instill his culture there. You shut down Christian McCaffrey, no easy task, but you shut him down, you win this ball game. The Broncos will devote all the defensive resources to McCaffrey, put up a bunch of points on offense. This is going to be an easier win for Denver against Carolina. Yeah, I got this one as a win as well. Christian McCaffrey is really the only thing that scares me about the Panthers. And I think a Vic Fangio design game plan, Alexander Johnson, Todd Davis, whoever those backer, that backer ends up being next to Alexander Johnson. I think they're going to snuff out the run. Mostly keep McCaffrey in check. I like this as a win. Jesse jumping in from uh, Cusco, Peru on Facebook. Good to see you, Jesse. Cool. Hashtag state of being indeed. 
I think the schedule looks tough. Nine and seven wild card slot looks likely. I'll take it. Go Broncos. Yeah, I mean, it's the twelfth strength of schedule, twelfth toughest uh, schedule in the in the league based on these opponents' record in twenty nineteen, which is a far cry from the second strength of schedule, the Broncos. That gauntlet they faced last year's at. I'm not too worried about the schedule, and um, nine and seven might not make a wild card though. So if the Broncos want to ensure a playoff berth, it might have to go ten and six. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think nine and seven again. I say it again, is the minimum, is the barometer for the Broncos in 2020. Tommy, jumping in with a $2 super. Thank you, Tommy. A base that I don't recognize, so thank you and welcome, and we really appreciate that, my friend. Uh, Michaela letting us know. Pronounced it perfectly. Okay, we got it right. Good to know. I will remember that. Uh, Oh, and and here we go. So, Pobby, Pobby, not not Pabby. I was saying Pabby. Confirm that for me, Pobby. Pobby, let me do it one more time. Pobby, there we go. Okay, awesome. Thank you. And I want to be corrected if uh, I mispronounce a name. I appreciate that, ladies. All right, let's see here. Next up, we have the Denver Broncos after Carolina coming back home for another swing at Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Of course, last year when the Broncos faced off against the Bills and the Bills being one of those worst to first success stories of the 2019 season. It was with Brandon Allen trying to contend with those crossing biting wins uh, in upstate New York. And it just was an ugly game. The Broncos got manhandled. How do you see this one unfolding somewhere in late December at at Empower Field? Cold coin flip game, Chad. This can go either way. The the Bills are a very, very well-coached team. Great defense, and they have a good offense. I'm not sold on Josh Allen as a franchise quarterback. The Broncos can easily rattle him, but it can go the other way as well. I I don't know where I'm sitting with my record right now, but I do predict 10-6, and and I have the Broncos beating the Chargers and the Raiders in the two final games. So if it lines up with that, I'm going loss in Buffalo to kind of just fit along that 10-6 prediction. All right. I do agree with you that it's a kind of coin flip type game. Two teams with really a lot of talent at key positions on the field, both with young quarterbacks still kind of feeling their way. I'm going to take this one as a win for the Denver Broncos, though, because I don't know, man. I think by this stage, if this is the team that we think they're going to be in 2020 by week 15, man, they're really filling their oats. But like Zach said, I could see this one going either way. I'm certainly not predicting a blowout of any sort. All right, two more. We got the LA Chargers in their house uh, for week 16. I think this one's pretty safe to say we both are predicting a sweep, but anything you want to add to the Broncos having to play them in their own house this time around? The Broncos are going to beat them in front of all 100 Chargers fans in the new stadium <laughs> chat, so that's, that's my bold prediction. It's so sad to see those Charger home games, especially when it is the Broncos, because so many Colorado and Rocky Mountain transplants live in Southern California and they make it out to those games. And it's just a really sad display for the Chargers. And that's even something Melvin Gordon talked about when the Broncos signed him, just how impressed they always were when the Broncos would play, how many fans would show up in their stadium. So, yeah, I agree. By the way, Oscar jumping in, $5 super. Thank you, Thank Oscar. Thank you, Oscar. And like we tell all of our Super Chat superstars, if you're on Twitter, be sure, Oscar, to reach out and connect with us. Let us know who you are so that we can shout you out. He says, a Broncos fan from New York here. Awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Hashtag state of being. We will absolutely try, my friend. Manny Wise also jumping in. 
$2 super. Appreciate you, Manny. Thank you, Manny. A very favorable schedule. Thanks for the hard work. You bet. Let's let's tie a bow in terms of the schedule, and then we'll focus entirely on the chat stream. Zach, this season gets uh, – the finale is at home against the Raiders. How do you see this one unfolding on January 3rd? I see the Broncos clinching a playoff berth, and who better to clinch it against than the Raiders at the Broncos' home field. It's going to be a very, very exciting, fun afternoon in Denver. Late season going into the playoffs, I see a Broncos win. They're going to split with the with the Raiders, like I said, and uh, go into the playoffs from there. I see this one as a win as well. Both of us picked the Broncos to, to split. We picked the Broncos to lose on the road. This is the win. So let me go ahead and put in the beats really quick. Win, Chad, win. All right, let me add this up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Zach has picked nine wins right now off the cuff. This is the gut, the gut um, prediction, we'll call it. Okay, a gut prediction for this schedule. Not a lot of research. We're not looking at rosters. We're not looking, you know, comparing draft classes and free agent acquisitions and everything. This is just straight off the cuff. Let's see. I got one, two, three, four. So I said nine wins. Now, hold on. That's not the complete story. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got ten. The one that is not shown, though, Zach, is we didn't technically pick the uh, – oh, what game was it? We didn't technically pick the New England game. Win. So if you pick that as a win, Zach's at ten. If I picked it at a win, they are at 11. So I think that fits right into the pocket, Zach, of kind of what we've been saying. Might be a little optimistic at this stage in all fairness and reality, but if your Denver Broncos finish with 10 or 11 wins this year, goodness gracious, Zach, that's going to be a successful year. That's a playoff team, and the future couldn't be, wouldn't be able to say the future could be brighter. I mean, you're doubling up what they did, did under Vance Joseph with the five-win season. So it would be a remarkable turnaround in a short time with Vic Fangio. And I'm, I'm predicting a win in this Patriots game because they have a couple other coin flip games, the Buffalo game, the Pittsburgh game. Uh, the Saints game could be a coin flip. It could go either way. But 10-6, and six, I think, is a realistic, not homeristic projection for Denver. And it certainly could happen, if not greater than that. All right, let's see what's on the mind. We still have a little bit of time left. Grab Matthew here with a $2 super. Thank, Thank you, Matthew. Matt. He says, we could sweep the Chiefs. Two one-possession games with Casey. Casey. Gotcha, gotcha. Could be. I mean, I would I be completely stunned? Probably, but hey, it's they're the 800-pound gorilla. Forgive me. Ginger Ninja, who runs the fastest 40 at MHH? <laughs> you know, I would guess it's probably Nick because he – has had the the most well no Zach you're a gym rat maybe it's yeah maybe it's a, <laughs> I don't know I'll, not a I'll cardio rat podcast though. partner that's the thing yeah I'm gonna go with Nick or Lance there's a couple skinny guys I'm not a big cardio guy I like lifting I like working out but I'm not big on the treadmill so I'll defer to that the horse of war himself a bona fide superstar and a mile high huddle Mount Rushmore member here Dale our friend from across the ocean. Still in the 50 states of America, of course, in Hawaii with a very just phenomenal, generous super chat. Thank you, Dale. You know we love you. You You know we appreciate you. Salute. I I hate to mention it, but I'm still waiting for my reply. 
from uh, my last email that I sent off to you, my friend. Check your inbox. He says, bring it on. The only way to find out how good we are is to play top talent. We will have our ups and downs, but how are the Broncos playing in December and January? That's what matters most. Coached up and cut loose. Great job, gents. That's right, man. I mean, it's the refiner's fire, Zach. And, you know, the Broncos are going to get tested early with a couple of future Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the first quarter of the schedule with Big Ben and Tom Brady and then a couple of younger bucks in in Sam Darnold and Ryan Tannehill and – We'll see what the what the Patriots end up fielding at the quarterback position. But if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And Drew Locke's going to have a litmus test really early in that season. And thank you again, Dale. That means the world to us, bro. I like how it, it's kind of staggered. They're not a bunch of clump, hard matchups for the Broncos this year. They're kind of spaced throughout the 16-game schedule. The first half of the, of the docket is a little challenging, but it's good for Drew Locke to get the experience of playing the Tom Brady's, playing the Big Ben's, playing even the Ryan Tannehill's, a playoff caliber, championship caliber team like that. It's going to help the Broncos, and the more wins they stack, the more it's going to grow and grow and grow. So I'm excited to see it come out in the wash, Chad. Amen to that. I am checking really quick here to see if the chat stream jumped anybody. Bear with me one second, guys. Tommy, there's Oscar. Kevin, I don't think we grabbed Kevin. I think it jumped Kevin. Or be it from us to skip any one of our superstars. And by the way, Raid, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, my friend, says, hello, Broncos country from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Wow. Great show as always, Chad and Zach. I think we'll end up 11-5. and five. Denver Broncos for life, hashtag state of being. Man, it's so cool to see. I mean, what is that? The second comment we featured tonight in the chat of a listener that it, and a Broncos fan that is not in North America. Yeah, we got you know, listeners from the Philippines and Japan and Australia. It's incredible how far Broncos country reaches, Chad. And what we say, it's not just a slogan to put on a T-shirt. It really, truly is a state of being. I'm always impressed by the amount of uh, distance between us and other Broncos fans. Kevin Peterson jumping in. Um that reminds me, Kevin, what's, do you, are you on Twitter? I think I might've found you. If you're not, let me know, but really appreciate that super chat. My friend, he says, I see us going six and O possibly in some squeakers, 16 and O. Is that what you're probably saying? Um, the true test is the chiefs. We win that game. We <clears throat> are soaring. So he's saying six and O to open. Cause you get the chiefs yeah. in week seven, man, that would be something. Hashtag positive vibes, hashtag Florida strong. What would it be like, man, to not only go open up 6-0, and but to actually open up 7-0 with the Chiefs as mm-hmm. the latest vanquished opponent? Man, that would be something to behold. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I think 4-2 and two before the seventh game, Chad, could be realistic. Maybe 5-1 and one if things are clicking. But I'd rather the Broncos, maybe I'm in the minority here, I'd rather Denver get hot later in the year, go on a run later in the yeah. season and not yeah. blow it early on in the year before they find their, their true footing. Just like Dale said, what matters <clears> – <throat> I mean, one thing that makes the, the NFL special and unique is the game, the schedule itself is finite. There's only 16 opportunities to make a case for the playoffs. So each game has its own unique importance in the grand scheme of things. But, the t- I mean, look at the Tennessee Titans, for example. Were they much to write home about when the Broncos beat them in week six? Right. Not really. But the reason they ended up not only making the playoffs but going deep – 
is because they hit their groove when it mattered most in November and December, and they were able to parlay that momentum, Zach, into a, an AFC championship appearance, falling short against a juggernaut like the Chiefs on the road. You tip your cap to them. I mean, look at the 07 Giants. They got hot very, very late at the end of the year. They went on to win a Super Bowl. So you never really know. I just, as much as it would be vanity-wise and appearance-wise for the Broncos to be 7-0 and or 6-0, and I'd rather Denver get hot later in the year and carry that momentum into the postseason. Manny Wise jumped back in to say, with a $2 super, to say, Thank very you, favorable schedule. Thanks for the hard work. Really appreciate that, Manny. Also, JP jumping in with a $5 super. Thank, Thank you, you, JP. Hey, guys, it's going to be 6-0. and I really believe it. I'm also glad we sliced Flacco off the roster with the samurai <laughs> sword. Drew Locke's time, baby. Elite QB in the making. Hashtag elite QB in the making. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to, you know, we tried to put a positive spin on the Flacco thing this time last year. But that, Speak for yourself. <laughs> that's true. I did try to put a positive spin on the Flacco thing. But it came out early, early. The returns were not good. And, I mean, by the first quarter of that season, we knew that it was a bust on the Flacco experiment. So, thank God for Drew Locke being on this roster and being able to uh, provide some salvation and proof that the Broncos survived wandering the quarterback desert, (laughs) et cetera. All right, let's grab also Matthew, I don't think – no, we did. We did grab Matthew. Okay. Making sure there. All right. Let me really quick go back to the stream here. Bear with us one second. Brian, what's up, my friend? Appreciate that $5 super. Thank you, Brian. He says, my guys, what's up? Locke seems geared up and ready. I have high hopes for us this year. By the way, uh, Chris Sims put some respect on Locke's name. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag state of being. Brian, thank you. And what he's speaking to there, guys, in case you missed it, we have an article up. I think it was from Keith earlier today at milehighhuddle.com. Go check it out. Uh, That was Sims basically said, Drew Locke, he's for real. He's legit. He's for real. Now, Sims, of course, former NFL quarterback, former Broncos quarterback, now turned national pundit for NBC and pro football talk. But he believes Drew Locke's for real, Zach. Yeah, the national media is kind of starting to come around. Colin Coward predicted, uh, I believe it was 10-6 and six for Denver today. So some people are slowly boarding the Drew Locke bandwagon, but, you know, we, we all know where they stand in the national eye. They're, they're outliers. These national types are predicting the Broncos doing well this season. Again, I'll say it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It matters what the Broncos do. They control the narrative, and them themselves only control it. Christy, we really appreciate that. You know, you don't have to do that. Jumping back in with a very generous $30 super chat. We appreciate you so much. And, and uh, I mean, sometimes Zach, it's like, it's not that we run out of things to say. It's (laughs) that if we keep saying them over and over, just profusely saying it, we don't want it to ultimately sound disingenuous, but believe us when we say this means the world to us. We are being completely sincere, genuine, Chrissy. I'm smiling right now. Thank you so much for that donation. Appreciate there, it. You can see. There's a smile. Let me see it. Let me see those. <laughs> there it is. There you go. All right. Angela jumping in, one of our superstars. Appreciate you, Thank Angela, you. up in Canada, like Terry. Uh, $7 super. She says, thanks, gents. Hashtag state of being. We love it. We appreciate you. Uh, let me see here. Okay, we grabbed Bry. 
I want to make sure we're not. Oh, I see a superstar. It's been a minute. There he is. Chris Hernandez, $21 super. Thank you. That's his number, man. Whenever he jumps in on Super Chat, it's always 21. Very generous. We really appreciate you, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, hope hope everything's going okay for you and yours, Chris. And um, believe us when we say when you're not in the chat, we really do miss you. And we're glad to have you in here with us tonight, my brother. All right, let's see one or two more guys, and then we got to get out of here for tonight. Ginger Ninja says, do we finish second in our division again and make a wild card? I see Pittsburgh or the Colts or Texans challenging for wild card spots. Texans? No way. Um, Texans are going to win that div- mm. Who? I don't think you, so. Well, you think you think because it's Philip Rivers that that dynamic changes and shifts? They had a great draft, Chad. They had Rivers. They have a good That's running true. game now with Jonathan Taylor, good receiver, good offensive line. I think the Colts win that division. The Texans with Bill O'Brien – going to be nothing but awful for years to come. <laughs> yeah, he's made some boneheaded uh, personnel decisions. Michael jumping in, $5 super. Appreciate you, Mike. Thank you, Michael. We got the talent. We just got to execute. Both players and coaches go broader. Absolutely. On paper right now, we're, we're predicting double-digit wins off the cuff in terms of our gut predictions, just going through the schedule literally for the first time live with you guys. But it all lo- – Always looks better on paper. This has to come out in the wash. These guys have to prove it on the field, and I think there's reason to believe that they will. Zach and Christy saying, thank you, guys. You both are amazing. Keep them coming. We are going to. We are going to keep the content coming for you guys, and we're going to take into consideration the possibility of doing some live streaming during the games. What we've traditionally done during games is we get a we have an open thread that runs at milehighhuddle.com, so it's not outside the realm of possible uh, possibility for us to do both. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, guys. A couple more. We got to get going here. Oh, here's what's Chris saying. I made it back. The thing that shall not be made has kept me busy. Okay. Well, I hope everything's okay, my friend. Um, good to have you. That's all I can say. Goodness gracious. Dale. Dale, you, you know you don't have to do it, dog. Wow. Sorry for my my late reply, Chad. My bad. Missed it. Would love some masks. All right, dude. That just means the world to us, Dale. Thank you, my friend. Some good cheer for the Mile High Huddle. If the Broncos clear 10 or more wins. (laughs) (laughs) You don't got to do that, Dale. Let's just revel in the Broncos being good again if they get to 10 wins. That's that's incredible, though, Dale. Again, what Chad was saying, it comes off insincere, it comes off disingenuous, but there's we're literally speechless. I mean, it might, but we are literally so grateful, so appreciative, so humbled. Thank you so much, Dale. We don't take you for granted. We just want you guys to know that and – we try to show our appreciation by showing up every night for you guys and keeping the content and the analysis flowing. And when we where, where and when we can, we like to say thank you, not only, you know, by saying it, but by sending out little uh, shows of gratitude here and there. And Dale, I don't know that we could ever do anything besides just keep showing up and doing our thing to repay how, supportive and generous you have been the same for Christy, the same for Stu, the same for, I could name off a a few different super chat superstars that have just been so encouraging to us. I mean, we've, I don't know, Zach. I mean, we, we've been steady podcasting now for what three, two and a half years together. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I think it's safe to say that we have stepped our game up since we've seen this mm-hmm. outpouring of support from our community, especially on YouTube. We've really tried to step our game up, not just in terms of, I mean, we went from recording a couple, we, we would get together twice a week, record right. two different podcast episodes and then upload them over the course of the week because it saved time. But it does take more time to do it the way we do it now. But Zach, we are, I wouldn't change it for the world. This is, uh-huh. this is, Oh, made our podcasting programming so much more enjoyable, being able to engage with our listeners in real time. Like there, nothing beats it. At all. Yeah. We went four nights a week. We increased from about a half hour to well over an hour now. We're, we're seeing you guys more often, but just the interaction, the community feel. I, I We talk about it all the time, Shad and I, off, off camera. The friendship you guys have in the comments. It's not just Broncos fans converging together. It's a true community. It's a true Broncos family. And just the interaction, the support we get. Uh, we, we launched a store for you guys. We're, we're giving away merchandise. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're doing all these things to give back to you because of how supportive you've been to us. And not a day goes by where Chad and I don't appreciate it or, or recognize it or talk about it. We pinch ourselves, and that's no oh, yeah, absolutely. That's no BS, you guys. Uh, Darko down in Mexico, appreciate you, Darko, jumping in on Facebook. Also, a fellow drummer. I'm the one of many Mexican Denver Broncos fans to travel to LA to see them. Uh, this year, it is going to be tough because of the you know what. But in my mind, we'll always be supporting the team. Yeah, man. I hope. Uh, I think it'll it'll be. We'll see. No bold predictions, but I think it'll be okay. Lucas jumping in, $2 super. Thank, Thank you, Lucas. Lucas. Clowny rumor, no. plus Chubb and Miller and Casey. There's no. a rumor going around that he's willing to take less money to play in Denver. Who are you taking off the field, though? Right. And where are you playing him? Are you playing him as a down lineman like Casey, so you're taking Shelby off the field? Or are you playing him on the edge? And if you're playing him on the edge, Zach, are you sitting down Vaughn or are you sitting down Chubb? Can we just use some money to uh, decide a damn offensive tackle? Why pay Clowney $15, $16 million? You don't need a defensive end pass rusher, edge rusher, whatever he would be. Get an offensive tackle for a third of that price. No, he's not coming to Denver. All right, guys. Two more and we're out of here. Terry, thank you, man. Really appreciate you reminding everybody. Hit the like button on your way out, you guys. It helps us so much. You have no idea. Frankie as well, jumping in. $5 super. Thank you, Frankie. Appreciate you, Frankie. Excited to see that the schedule is out. Going to be weird seeing Denver versus New England with no Tom Brady. Keep up the good work. It will be weird. There's an aspect of it that, you know, I'll – I don't know. I don't want to say I'll miss, but those were some legendary matchups, especially when it was um, Peyton Manning still in town and the whole nine yards. All right, last one here from Buana, reminding everybody – and for those of you who missed it, we announced this earlier this week, Buana Beast, we brought on as staff here. He's helping us not only on YouTube as a moderator in the chat stream, but in the coming days and weeks, we're going to be working him into the podcast. He's going to kind of take on a little bit of a producer role, if you will, and just help out. He's kind of a utility man. He's kind of a Swiss army knife for us. And and so we appreciate him. He's yeah. reminding everybody, like and subscribe. That's a good point, Buana, because – the analytics on YouTube say that about 35 to 40% of the people who religiously watch this podcast aren't subscribed to the channel, which I don't understand, to be honest with you. All of my favorite YouTubers and podcasts that I consume on YouTube, I'm subscribed so that I know whenever those podcasts go live or get uploaded, boom, I'm notified. It does surprise me. So many watch this each and every night, but they don't subscribe. So subscribe. It helps the channel and it helps you as well. 
Uh, reminder that tomorrow night, Friday, Lance and Eric of Doe Valley Deep Divers will be on at 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. And you can get yourself some, some merch at huddleuppod.com, including the wildly popular MHH face mask. Uh, mask excuse me. But guys, that's got to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much, each and every one of you, for joining us. And a mile high and heartfelt salute to our Super Chat superstars. You guys Two know salutes. who you are. Three salutes. We, we really do appreciate you so much. Make sure, guys, let me uh, end this share screen really quick here. Make sure as uh, Zach and I head into the weekend that you're following the podcast on Twitter at, at HuddleUpPod, also at Mile High Huddle. And as you can see here, find my partner on Twitter. You heard him. He, he does not suffer fools. He will throw down on Twitter at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen. Thank you again, guys, for joining us. It was fun going through the schedule, kind of doing an off-the-cuff type of prediction. Again, we'll do another prediction when it gets a little bit closer to the season. But uh, things are things are exciting. Things are happening, and it's going to be fun to see how this season unfolds. But, guys, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Zach, my partner, have a great weekend, bro. You too, Chad. I will see you Sunday. And, guys, we are closer to the regular season. We're closer to football. Hang in there. It will be here this fall. Don't worry. Thank you for making this another phenomenal, great, enjoyable yes. week of podcasting for us, you guys. And have a great weekend. For Zach, I'm Chad. We'll talk to you guys Sunday night. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 